0: If you needed help at 4am, who would you turn to? What are the health impacts of feeling isolated? And in a world where more of us are living longer or choosing to be on our own, how do we protect ourselves from one of the biggest problems facing both the older and younger generations? Loneliness. You see, the dictionary says being lonely is sadness without friends or company. But perhaps being alone isn't as simple as the meaning suggests. From the people who've worn the T-shirt and got the postcard of facing life alone, to those connecting them with a new lease of life, to the GPs and health experts seeing their patients transformed firsthand. This is Discover Bright Life, a podcast series challenging the idea of what loneliness really is and what all of us can do to help to avoid it. For more information on this series, visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk. Discover Bright Life, because sometimes the best medicine is a good laugh in friendly company. You're never too old to well there's a phrase that you hear again and again when it comes to meeting the people who pass through bright life's doors and for 90 year old audrey it's a sentiment which has come up in her life more than the average lady learning to drive at 46 finding her own voice and confidence joining the wi in the 50s and now discovering a talent for poetry and creative writing in her 80s. Well, that's a crude sum up of her true skills as a busy mum, grandmother and great grandmother. But Audrey is first to tell others how it wasn't always easy pushing herself out of her comfort zone. Rewind the clock back a few years when, living in the quiet, sleepy village of Malpass, near the border of Wales and England, left Audrey feeling alone and isolated. A surprise widower at 59 and with family now living further afield, typical of many of her peers, and then health complications leading to her being unable to drive. Over time, Audrey found herself living without any Scrabble partners, and the dark nights felt empty without a soul to see. It was through the help of her daughter, the district nurses, and a referral to social prescriber Catherine that Audrey's life began to turn around. A real discovery of new talents, of new friends. Old, young, male, female, from all walks of life. Something she thought was a dim and distant memory. Now she pays thanks to her Lifeline or Bright Life Cheshire for helping her reconnect with the world and really live her life, not just exist. Audrey's experience is typical of many of the people we see at Bright Life support events. There's walking clubs, food sharing, art classes to dance and Tai Chi. There really are all kinds of interests for older people in Cheshire West and Chester. And so whilst for Audrey it was the arts which gave her her spark back, for others it's finding the activities that suit them and their interests that make Bright Life so different from other projects tackling social isolation across the country. We'll hear some of Audrey's poetry a little later on, but first she reads aloud a letter written to her 30-year-old self about the lessons she's learnt and how stepping outside her safe bubble has meant finding a new
1: lease of life.
0: Yes, even at 90.
1: Dear 30-year-old Audrey, Little did you think, all those years ago, when you were so happily bringing up your large family, one daughter and four sons, that you would live such a long and happy life. What a shock for you at 59, when Bill, also 59, died of a sudden heart attack. Up till then, you were enjoying life so much. A member of Really Good W.I. and a part of their entertainment group. You must remember going round other villages, to pensioners' groups, other WIs, old folks' homes, etc. doing anything from the can to Dad's army sketches. Do you remember having to change in the bushes because the room provider was too small for you all? Another time, it was in the laundry of a priest's home. What a laugh, pushing aside the priest's long johns to speak to each other. How many times did you sing in the ad-hoc choir at local churches when needed? You continued to be a long-time member of the Evergreen Cove, previously as a volunteer and lately as a member. Wednesday morning was coffee morning in the village hall. Well, coffee plus all the local gossip. But best of all, the 21 years you spent as an age-concerned volunteer at the Malpas Day Centre. What a wonderful, if tiring, time you had, not cooking the midday meal, but with the clients, trying to entertain them with funny stories, quizzes, games, etc. You had arranged to take in a cake to celebrate your 21 years when the blow fell. You were rushed into a hospital with a ruptured abscess on your bowel, followed by sepsis. Four months later, in again with colitis and a second bout of sepsis. Lucky to come out. Twelve months later, in again, but this time a hip operation. This went very well, but later complications meant another two weeks in hospital. Believe it or not, eight months later saw the diagnosis of your breast cancer. Now you are minus one. Not long afterwards, spinal stenosis, not operable due to general lack of health. How painful it was for you to walk or even get into a car to get out of the house a little. Imagine the final bitter blow a few months later when double vision meant no more driving, independence gone. Then a fall in the shower began to reduce your confidence. Family visited when possible But oh, the days became so long and lonely after such a busy life. What you would have given when you felt worried or unwell, just to have someone put their arms around you and say, don't worry, you'll soon be all right. you talk to sue your daughter who contacted the doctor for advice how much you now appreciate the carers who come to you each morning but most of all how grateful you are to dr emma taylor and sister jill evans for referring you to bright life an organization which forms groups for people over 50 who for whatever reason need company it could be after illness retirement or any other event, leading to lack of contact with other folk. Amazingly, at 89, you discover you can sketch quite well, after always believing you couldn't even draw a line straight. You learned to write poetry in all shapes and forms, met friends not seen for many years, and made new ones of both sexes. With Bright Life, you had trips out, quizzes, art classes, flower arranging, and even a try at Zumba, all done in a fun, relaxed way, joining out on not just as you wished and felt able to cope with. Alec, your next-door neighbour, sometimes brought a ukulele or banjo for a sing-along, causing great hilarity. You were not always singing on the same line. After a few weeks, thinking that you'd really got your life back, you decided to write a letter of thanks to Dr. Taylor for referring you to Bright Life. This came out in the form of a poem, each verse ending with, because you referred me to Bright Life. The positive message was so strong. Louise, a group worker, asked if your poem could be used to support the Bright Life application for lottery funding. Following this, the American Sociological Association approached Bright Life for a case history which would illustrate the group's powerful influence on lives. This was to be presented at the ASA's annual conference to show how it is possible to recover from chronic illness with the help of a group like Bright Life. So your life story plus poems and sketches went off to America hopefully to change the life of somebody over there. Amazing and thrilling. After that, an interview on Radio Manchester. Good job, it wasn't TV. At eight o'clock in the morning, you were still in your nighty dressing gown and slippers. Family and friends have seen such an amazing change in you. Bright life has certainly put the brightness back into your life now 90 recovering from having the other hip replaced i know you can't wait to get back to bright life you have a supportive loving family 18 grandchildren and 19 great-grandchildren you live independently in a lovely bungalow looking out over tree-lined fields you're just so lucky looking back at it all If you had known what was ahead of you, would you have thought you'd be able to go? Maybe not, but you have, and everyone is full of praise, not only for yourself, Audrey, but of course, for Bright Life. With love, 90-year-old Audrey.
0: We'll hear more from Audrey in a moment. But speaking of amazing women, I'd also like you to meet some of the other ladies connected to Bright Life. Back in March, they celebrated International Women's Day by filming and thanking some of the volunteers who've gone the extra mile and made a real difference to combat loneliness within our communities. So sit back and let me introduce you to Viv G, Angela Byron, Kay Slater, Tina Upton, Kate Blackmore and Donna Hofton.
2: I don't think I'm, I'm amazing at all. I think I'm just an ordinary person trying to trying to do something to help society and also to help me. What I get out of volunteering is is being able to meet people, new people, old friends coming back into into the onto the scene, and it's opened a, a wide spectrum of different things and different interests, and. Uh, And I think that's, you know, that's really a a core thing for all of us who are volunteering. I don't actually feel that amazing (laughs) but because everything I've done I've enjoyed doing and nobody's forced me into doing anything. I hate to be lonely and so I do work hard not to be by getting myself involved in lots of things. I am totally aware that other people can't do that. A lot of the people I volunteer with never go out at night
0: I'm not an amazing woman, <laughs> so I'm just somebody that will willing to give the time up to help others, because I'd like to think that if I was in their situation, somebody would be able to come out and help me. If
3: I think about the amazing women I know, um, it's the inspiration they give me, and I get this feeling of, do you know, maybe I could do that. And if I'm even a tiny
2: proportion of that for anyone else, that's incredible.
0: What we offer, and what I always wanted to create, was a community of women that support each other and know they've got a safe place to come to. And if I had a magic wand, I'd get more funding to create a building
2: (laughs) that can be there 24-7 to keep that going, really. I think it's very flattering to have been nominated by Bright Life. I love the work that I do. I love the people that I work with i think the older people and the older ladies in particular some of them who volunteer for our Bright Life project i think they're the amazing people actually not me
0: it's the happiness you get from seeing other people happy and that's why i do it
3: we exist for the community and perhaps especially for people who otherwise wouldn't get to meet folk within the community
0: part of women's day is about having a different aspiration to what the perhaps they're aspirations is currently and a lot will write themselves off so I think you know there's loads of people out there that can support
2: other people to achieve what they really want to achieve. International Women's Day for me is an opportunity to celebrate the achievements of women in the UK and all over the world. What I love about volunteering is I get a feeling of I've achieved something and I'm making somebody else's life better. I like that rapport that we've built up with the people and you think you're making a difference. But they make a difference to me as well, especially now in later life. I'm loving what I'm doing and I will continue to as long as I have the opportunity. And if that's being amazing then well I am.
0: Well, you can watch the full videos of all the women celebrating International Women's Day with details of the groups they run and support on the Bright Life Cheshire website. Visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk. And by the way, next time on Discover Bright Life, we hear from Jackie and Sue, who discuss a subject close to their hearts as social prescribers, the carers who need some love and care just as much as the people they're caring for. I had a gentleman that was living in really bad conditions and, and I thought, well, how how can that happen? How could he, you know, live the way they do without any sort of help support. or intervention think, or support? Yeah,
3: and I think I think that's one of the things that's really... Um, it's, it shocked me, actually, how many people there are out there who are totally reliant, and I mean totally reliant... On a full time carer, and the carer is not getting yeah. the support that that they need for for lots of different reasons. And yeah. I find that we that that when you go into situations like that, and it's as I say, it seems to be very very common amongst my client group that not only obviously are you there to try and support the client who needs some support and needs some intervention, but it's also about um, what support we can give to that um, to that carer as well because you know I've been in that situation um, for personal reasons supporting my dad and my mom as the carer um, and there there isn't a lot of support out there and of course when something happens to the carer then the situation becomes very much becomes a crisis. There's definitely not enough services
2: out there for there people isn't, with dementia, there isn't. and um, I find that quite sad. Yeah, it's um, very sad, and that and that, and, mm. and that
3: has been. Quite a shock for me, really, just how many people, Mm. like you say,
0: have slipped through the net. That's episode five of Discover Bright Life. Subscribe to this podcast series to make sure you receive notifications the exact moment the next chapter goes live. We'll give the final words of this episode to Audrey, because frankly, if she was sat with us in person, we wouldn't get a word in edgeways. Here's a collection of her poetry, all written during her time with Bright Life over the last few years. And as you'll discover, she may be closer to triple figures in age than her school days, but she's still got a sense of humour, no matter how many candles are on her cake.
1: I wish I could write descriptive poetry all flowery and wonderful to hear, but I can't to tell of hills, rivers, flowers and trees, snow on the mountain high. But I can't. Mine is descriptive in a simpler form, everyday life as it is. Funny or sad, angry or calm, this comes so easily to me. But I'd like to write as others do, beautiful words you can see. Just closing your eyes, there they are, rainbows, skies and woodland scenes. But I can't. So should I change or stay as I can writing about everyday life? Sometimes it's funny, sometimes so sad, thoughtful if times anger me. But where are they They hidden these beautiful words? Why don't they enter my head? Then I could say so happily, no longer I can't, but I can. Poor little owl. A little owl sat on a tree, gazing all around. To wit to woo he tried to sing, but hardly made a sound. His voice was gone, he knew not where. croak, 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 now filled the air. But he was wise, wiser than the thrush, so he ate the fruit of the black currant bush. A happy owl sat on the tree, singing his song all night. To wit to woo so many times till it was broad daylight. A tired little owl sat on the tree after singing for so long. Twitz z- now became his song. His eyes were closed, so tired was he, that the poor little owl fell off the tree. Changes. As a child, I was rather small. Netball was my love. At shooting, I wasn't bad. Too small, they said. Holidays abroad, not for me, with five little ones to cherish, but they left home one by one, leaving just Bill and me. Holidays, the time had come, but not alas for me, for very soon Bill had died. Holidays are not the same alone. Life changes in so many ways. I've learned new things to do. Always I have longed to draw. Wonderful, now I have been taught. Poetry too. I changed my style, I never thought I could. Sketching as well, it's wonderful. A new beginning at 90, almost. Who'd have thought it? Life is so good. Two paths dividing, going where? No one knows, only time will tell. Following the first, life took me where I am today. A lovely life, not too easy, but oh so good. If I had gone down the other path, where would I have been now? Nobody knows. Just over the borders of Liverpool, or in the city centre. A happy life, or maybe hard. A large family as now, or on my own. No little ones coming to visit. Perhaps without the many illnesses, who knows? A life abroad. Australia or the USA? Would life have been easier there? Hotter, yes, there is no doubt. North or south, east or west, where did the other path lead? Better maybe, or just different, who knows? But I'm happy I took the path I did and wandered along its way. Lucky in its length with all its gifts. Tears too, but they soon disappeared. But I sometimes wonder, what if? But who knows, I never will. To Dr. Taylor and Sister Jill Evans. You've both given me my life back, may I say. Not with medicines in the usual way. Oh no, you referred me to Bright Life. You've changed my life from what it had become. i just sat around feeling so glum. But well, that was before you referred me to Bright Life. The first time I made a collage, tulips orange and red. I see your granddaughter's been, my carer said. But now I'm getting better because you referred me to Bright Life. I've learned to write poetry, not just in rhyme. I'm loving it, writing it all the time. How thankful I am that you referred me to Bright Life. I've started art lessons in Tilston Hall. In almost 89 years, I've never sketched at all. But I'm sketching now, thanks to Bright Life. I've made new friends, met old ones too. So many, many thanks I send to you. I've got my life back because you referred me to Bright Life and I've found plenty of Scrabble partners. You've been listening to
0: Discover Bright Life, a podcast challenging the idea of loneliness and exploring new ways of tackling social isolation for those over 50. The podcast is presented and produced by Claire Freeman and a Small Furry Bear Productions. For more information, visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk. Discover Bright Life. Because sometimes the best medicine is a good laugh in friendly company.